Well, hey everyone, and good Monday evening to you, and uh, I hope you had a good day today. It is already Monday. Uh, I know it's hard to keep track of time sometimes uh, in this whole thing, but today is Monday, and I don't know if you had the time to watch the news today, but uh, there was an announcement about uh, going back to school and so on, so you'll want to get up to date with what's happening there. I think it's uh, May 11th for the regions uh, outside of Montreal and uh, May 19th for the uh, greater Montreal area, but it's not mandatory and it's only, um, uh, what do you call, primary school and elementary school as far as I understand it. But anyway, you'll want to get up to date with what's going on. And uh, But I hope you had a good day today, and thank you for tracking with us. And I know that many of you are not watching live, and you watch later, and that's quite all right. Uh, I'm trying to keep up to date by updating these also on our website, because I know some of you like it on our website as well. But uh, I hope you keep tracking with us, because uh, there is something in it for you in the end. I'll put it on the screen for you. So somebody uh, in a month's time is going to win a new iPad, uh, depending on how they do, on a quiz that's going to be on the Book of Acts, which we're going to cover uh, in entirety, 28 chapters. Uh, we're not going to go through every little detail, of course, but we're going to go through the whole book right up until the 31st of May. We do this every Sunday, and also every weekday, Monday to Friday. I will post on uh, Podbean and Apple Podcasts as well. It's difficult to keep up to date every single day, all right? So sometimes I do it in batches. But uh, anyway, thank you for watching and thank you for joining and uh, share this feed. Share it with people. Share it with Christian people. Share it with non-Christian people, especially. We are trying to reach people with the hope of the gospel using the method of the Internet here that we have at our disposal every single day, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week. My goodness, imagine if the internet were down, what would we all be doing, right? Uh, but thank God that we have it, and so that's what we're trying to do. And uh, please respond, please respond with questions and comments. Uh, I'm very reachable uh, through the contact information that you see on our Facebook page and on our website, citypointchurch.ca, all right? So we are looking into the beginning of the book of Acts. Uh, yesterday on our Sunday, we looked into Acts chapter 2, uh, just kind of an overview of Peter's message to these people on the day of Pentecost. Uh, but I want to zero in on a couple of things for you uh, and give you some detail about something. And that is the way that Peter used these, uses these passages in the Old Testament to prove his point. And what he's trying to do is, of course, explain what in the world is going on with these people who have never left Galilee Oh, and they're able to speak in the languages of all of these out-of-town visitors, all of these Jews from all over the known world who have come into Jerusalem to observe the Feast of Pentecost. And this was the day that Jesus chose for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit now available to every individual believer, the presence and the power of the Spirit. Now, I want to make something clear because there's a lot of confusion here, regardless of whether a person is Pentecostal in their viewpoint or or a Baptist in their viewpoint or whatever, Presbyterian or, I mean, regardless of your position on the definition 
of the way that the baptism in the Holy Spirit works, because some people say that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is just another way for uh, explaining th- uh, that a person has become a Christian, that they're saved. And uh, Pentecostals, like me, say that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a distinct experience from salvation and that it is uh, the endowment of power and the presence of the Spirit of God, uh, in particular the power of the Spirit of God in a person's life, regardless of your position. As soon as a person becomes a follower of Jesus, the, the, the Spirit of God lives in that person, all right? And sometimes I say presence and power, but let me be clear. The presence of the Spirit is within the believer, regardless of your position, on the baptism in the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, Pentecostals cannot claim to be any more uh, uh, spiritual than anybody else. Uh, there's no there's no uh, order of spirituality. It doesn't matter what a person's denominational thing is or what their, their understanding is of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The moment a person becomes born again, the Spirit of God lives within that individual. Um, it, what, what's going on in Acts chapter 2 is, again, you have this religious Jewish holiday where these people are going to see the, uh, the, these tongues of fire resting on each person, and they're going to hear this, this violent sound of wind. And what's going on there is that now the Holy Spirit is available in power for each and every individual who comes to know God, who comes to know Jesus, okay? This is what, what's being uh, said here. And people can argue about, well, what does that look like when a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit? How does a person know and all that? And we'll get into that in some detail uh, as we march through the days ahead, all right? But that's one thing. But I want you to see how he uses these passages in the Old Testament. He goes into Joel chapter 2, and I want you to notice, we touched on it yesterday, that that what he's doing is he's saying the clock is now ticking backwards toward the coming of the Lord. So that clock started ticking when Peter started preaching that message on the day of Pentecost when the church was birthed into existence. So he's saying now we are in, uh, you could use the term, uh, a dispensation of time that is going to lead up to the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And this is what got the people's attention. This is why they sensed an urgency and a conviction because they believed that Peter was right because they saw and heard these languages. It was impossible. It was a clear uh, uh, evidence that the supernatural was at work and that God was trying to speak to all these out-of-town visitors saying something is up and you need to listen to what's going on right now. And so Peter very carefully chooses this passage out of Joel. So when I hear people say, you know, is this, are these the last days and, and uh, is this virus that we're living through an indication that, you know, Jesus is coming back? Well, of course it is. It has been for 2,000 years. I mean, we should see more and more of these things the closer and closer, perhaps, that we get to that great and glorious uh, and terrible day of the Lord. 
but we shouldn't be shocked or surprised when we do see some of these things happen and when we do see them happen in greater frequency. So this idea of, well, we're looking for some sort of event to inaugurate uh, the, the the coming of the Lord. Well, when the church was born, the clock started ticking backwards from that moment on the day of Pentecost. This is the, the, the community of faith, the household of faith around the world was born that day. And Peter is saying, now the clock is starting to tick backwards. Number two, um, what Peter does is he, he also goes to the Psalms uh, of David and he picks out Psalm 16 as a justification for showing that Jesus has risen from the dead. And I want you to see this, and this is how he quotes it. David said about him. So David said about Jesus, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. Now, when you read the psalm in context, you wonder who is David talking about. But when you understand the resurrection, you see it. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue also rejoices. David says, my body will also rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. So is he talking about himself? Nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made me, you have made known to me the paths of life and you fill me with joy in your presence. And here's how Peter interprets it. He says, I can tell you that David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day, but he was a prophet and he knew that God had promised him on oath uh, uh, that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. So seeing what was to come. So Peter is saying this, this uh, Psalm of David, Psalm 16, was a, a vision. David saw what was to come, and then he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, not of himself, and that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. It's also interesting, he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead. I touched on it yesterday. The realm of the dead there, and nor did his body see decay. You're talking about um, words that were used in the Old Testament to refer to the place of the dead, the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. Talking about the physical body, but also talking about this place, Sheol, in the Old Testament or Hades in the New Testament, the abode, the realm of the dead is the general definition there. And so uh, God raised this Jesus to life and we are witnesses of it. So he's using this psalm and he's saying this is a prophetic psalm. This is a vision of the future that David had of the Lord Jesus. Wow. And then he goes even further. And he's going to quote from Psalm 110, for David did not ascend to heaven. So first of all, Psalm 16, David is in the grave. He's not talking about himself. He's speaking about Jesus. And David did not ascend to heaven either. Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. You go back to Psalm 110. 
the Lord said to my Lord is Yahweh said to my Adonai. And that is really something powerful because Yahweh, the, the, uh, the most holy name of God in the entire Old Testament, Yahweh said to my Adonai, which is Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, is the way that Peter uh, uh, quotes it um, here in the sermon, sit at my right hand. So Yahweh is saying to Adonai, sit at my right hand. That Adonai is Jesus. What's going on there is Peter is saying that Jesus is equal and is in essence God. The Lord said to my Lord, Yahweh said to Jesus, Yahweh said to my Adonai, sit at my right hand. So Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, equal in essence in every way to God, being in essence God himself, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Again, referring to that great and glorious and terrible day of the Lord that will come. So this is what he's doing. He's he's proving to the people Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. David saw it. He's not talking about himself. And Jesus has ascended to heaven. David's not talking about himself. He's talking about Jesus. Resurrection, ascension, and in Acts chapter 1, second coming. So all of these things established very, very quickly in Acts chapter 1, in Acts chapter 2, with proof positive of this supernatural sign of the speaking in of these languages. No wonder the people were cut to the heart and brought to that that crisis moment of conversion that we talked about yesterday. So you, you need to understand when we talk about uh, the church, the, again, the community of faith worldwide, whether we're, whether we're in our houses uh, due to what's going on in the, in the, in the world, or whether we're, we're meeting in, in buildings and all of that, nothing can stop the church and what God wants to do through the church. He has a very specific program and plan that he is working out and that he has been working out for 2,000 years as that clock continues to tick backward. Our job, because I, I feel like I'm speaking to a lot of Christians on these videos, these daily videos, our job is to be the salt and the light that Jesus called us to be and to continue to to, to talk about him and talk about the hope of salvation, that we can be set free from the bondage to our sin, that we can, we can live new lives free from that, that uh, moral rust that decays our hearts and our lives from the inside out, and that we can have hope even in perilous times. That is the message of the gospel, and that is what these people are going to preach about in Acts all the way through. So uh, we'll pick things up again tomorrow and we'll start to get into chapter three, uh, which shows a healing of a man who was born uh, uh, lame from birth. It's a spectacular story. So I hope that you can join me tomorrow night. God bless you. Have a great evening.